Hi everyone and welcome back to the Digital Diamonds podcast. I am buzzing for this podcast episode and I'm still super super hyper because I just interviewed Hannah Ashton who is an 18 year old YouTuber, influencer and entrepreneur. So she's even younger than me and she is already killing it. She has a YouTube channel with over 140 thousand subscribers and because she is so passionate and so knowledgeable about YouTube she now teaches you know newbie YouTubers influencers or anyone who wants to build their influence online to start amazing successful and profitable YouTube channels so I'm so excited to be sharing this interview today with you guys honestly Hannah is such an inspiration to me she was actually like the first youtuber I watched on like the whole girl boss movement and it's just so surreal that I got to talk with her today so I really really hope you guys find this episode inspirational we talk a lot about student entrepreneurship best tips best advice also of course for starting a YouTube channel. So this episode is jam-packed with value, motivation and inspiration and I really, really hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, let's get started and let's roll that intro, which by the way, it's going like in my mind. Okay, let's go, Jesus. Oh my God. Welcome to the Digital Diamonds Podcast, helping your business shine bright online. I'm your host, Laura. Very nice to meet you. I'm a digital marketer and online influencer, and I help ambitious business owners to create unique social media strategies and establish their brand online. So if you are a driven entrepreneur who wants to grow and monetize their following on social media without giving up valuable time in your business and private life, then this is the podcast for you. All right. Hello, Hannah. I am so excited to have you on the Digital Diamonds podcast. You are literally, when I'm looking at my YouTube vision board right now, you are on it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Laura. I'm so honored. I just know I love vision boards. And so I know that's such a big honor. Yay. So um, thanks so much for being on. And the first thing uh, I would love if you could introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, uh, what you do, who you are, and also feel free to include some random facts about yourself. <laughs> okay. So I'm Hannah Ashton and I'm 18 years old may surprise a lot of people when they first meet me. I just graduated high school. This could be a fun fact, but I just graduated high school like four days ago. So, so <laughs> it's cool. very exciting. Yes. And so I started YouTube. Uh, my main business is being a YouTuber. And I started YouTube when I was actually 10 years old with an American Girl Doll channel. And since then, over the past eight years, I've changed channels a lot. I've switched my niche to more like women's lifestyle. And then in January of 2017, I launched a YouTube consulting business. So I now create courses and consult women on how they can start YouTube channels. And so now I make videos not only about women's lifestyle, also high school, college transition, and also videos about entrepreneurship. Love this. <laughs> Honestly, like you are the first like 
girl boss YouTuber, I think I watched, like you and Erin May Henry. You're like the yes. first. Yeah, you introduced me to like the YouTube girl boss movement, everything. And it's just so cool. And also, by the way, it's so funny because usually like, I mean, I'm um, 19, so I'm like one year right. older, but usually I'm like the youngest. Like when I talk to people, I'm usually much younger. So it's like really funny actually that you're like even younger than me so I love that <laughs> yes, I'm here yeah and um I'm trying to think of a few more fun facts I love chocolate chip cookies they're like my favorite food with eggplant parmesan even though I'm not vegetarian I love eggplant parmesan um I've done so many sports over the years like everything from horseback riding to softball to dance to figure skating like all the sports I have done when I was really little and growing mm. up before I found YouTube. And yeah, I'm moving to Nashville this fall for college. So I'm very excited. That's so cool. Congrats. And also like I, I told you, I just stalked your Instagram and I saw that, I mean, I've seen that like when you posted as well, but that you're like uh, doing, like you used to do musical in high school. That's yes. so cool. <laughs> Yes, I played tennis in high school and volleyball and then also have done musicals since like sixth grade. So I love showbiz. That's awesome. So you're so like creative in all those different ways, which I love. And so, of course, like as a YouTuber and stuff, we will also talk about all of the juicy social media YouTube stuff. But because you are a student entrepreneur, which is like one of the most inspiring things, of course. Uh, I would also love to dedicate like the first half of the interview maybe to student entrepreneurship because there are a few student entrepreneurs in my audience, which is awesome. So my first question for you, Hannah, is, so you're a student entrepreneur, you are 18, and you've even won an award for your biz, which by the way, congrats. Thank I, you. I, stalked you of course <laughs> so basically what my question is do you ever have the limiting belief that you are too young to do all of that you are too young to be a coach be in business blah 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 and if yes how do you deal with this limiting belief so when I started my business um, I was 17 and this was the first time I had ever actually charged someone a good amount of money for myself you know with YouTube for the viewer it's free I would make my money through sponsorships and monetization but I never like charged anyone for myself um, and so consulting at the beginning was really hard for me um, I knew I needed to be charging the amount that I was worth that my competitors were charging because I knew what I was giving in my courses and in my lectures was just as good if not better than you know the people around me and but it was it was was very hard for me to charge what I was worth at the beginning um, what I helped me was getting a coach which I know a lot of entrepreneurs rave about coaches and I I do the exact same I got a business coach in September October of 2017 and she she's older than me she was in her 20s probably and she's like okay Hannah like this is how much you're raising your rates by because you are worth this and if you don't tell others you're worth this then they're gonna believe they're gonna believe what price you put on yourself and so if you want to attract the clients that you want to work with and that are worth your time then you need to raise your rates and show them you know that you believe in yourself 
-hmm. And something, something else that has really helped me was actually being a part of that student entrepreneur. It's called Young Entrepreneurs Academy. It's all across the U.S. So if you're American, look in your area and see if you have a chamber of commerce that kind of, or a school that hosts this. And that's what I went to nationals for and went second place in. And that was a really interesting journey because I got to meet so many other student entrepreneurs who were doing similar things as me. A lot of them were more product-based. I definitely was the one charging the most because I was consulting <laughs> and consulting is expensive, especially, you know, on digital branding in the, in the digital age. But, um, so it, I still felt intimidated, but it was really cool to see other students, you know, doing what I was doing because I didn't really have that in my small school in my small town back at home. So yeah, definitely at the beginning, it was hard to charge, you know, what I knew I was worth because of my age. And that's just something I've had to work through over the year. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you mentioned um, your business coach. Uh, one little question before we, we get to the next, which actually has everything to do with what we just talked about. But how was that like as a student being young, investing a large amount of money into this business coach? How was the experience? Um, I think investing a lot of money into anything as a student or really anyone can be really scary. Yes. Um, thankfully, you know, it, if you are a student and you have this business, business idea and you're in high school and you think, Oh, I'm too young to start this, like start it now, because especially if you're living with a guardian or parents and you don't have, you know, all the stress of paying bills and going to work every day, um, along with running this business, obviously you're probably going to school, but I think being a student entrepreneur is so beneficial at the beginning stages because, you know, you have a little bit of leeway. Um, where maybe you're not paying for all your food or all of your other living expenses. And so you're able to invest more into what you love. And I think starting a business obviously is definitely what I love. So I'm thankful that I was able to invest that money and she was so great. We worked out actually a deal so that I was giving her, um, once I was done with her coaching, you know, I gave her a shout out on my YouTube channel. So that helped cover part of the expenses, but it was definitely worth the investment. And now I just rave about coaches. I'm a coach myself. And so I couldn't, you know, speak more highly of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, awesome. And I also always say how beneficial it is to start a business in like school or uni because you don't have the pressure of, you know, paying for bills and stuff immediately. So you don't have to pressure like, okay, in this first month of my business, I need to earn this amount of money to pay for those bills. Like you have a lot more freedom. So right. I love that you mentioned that. And we basically talked about like how important it is to you know, surround yourself with those people. So might that be when you went for those awards or with your business coach? So I really want to talk about surrounding yourself with the right people. So you just said that, you know, are from like a small school, you, you went to a small school, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, being a YouTuber and student entrepreneur, it's like something like I know a lot of people might not understand. So what was your experience with finding you know, a friend group that actually gets you, gets your vision, gets your priorities. How do you find those friends and those people um, to surround yourself with? Right. So I've always gone to a small school. And so especially in middle school, when I was doing YouTube and blogging, it was really weird to people. And uh, I'm in the South 
of the United States. So, you know, it's like, it's not like LA or New York where a lot of people are vlogging all the time. Everything's, you know, about digital. I mean, we're, we're developed and everything, but especially like five years ago when YouTube was just starting out too, 10 years ago, it was, it was different. And so what I really did and what I recommend doing, if you don't have like a business class in school that you can get into, or you don't have friends that are also wanting to do the blogging, photography, social media thing. What I did was I went to online. And so I went on Instagram and I went on YouTube and I found other girls across the world who were doing a similar thing as me and I made connections then. And you know, it is harder because you're not in person, you don't have that connection, but I have made so many friends through YouTube just by, you know, collaborating with them, doing joint videos across the world together and then, you know, just FaceTiming them and I've kept in touch with a few of them for years. And so they really have become friends even though we've never met in person. But I have my friends at school who are super fun to hang out with, you know, we go to movies, we hang out, but then when I need advice or need to talk through something that's YouTube related or business related, I go to my online group of friends and I'm like, hey, can we catch up? Let's hop on a call. I just want to talk to you and hang out. And something else I've done to really inspire myself and my business is kind of work or intern with other like-minded women, like the people you want to, the people you look up to, the people you want to be like, you know, in five, 10 years from now, surround yourself with those people too. And so I talk about her a lot on my channel, but Lauren T Taylor, she is with The Letter Magazine. She's probably five years older than me, not um, that much older, but I started working with her and helping out her magazine digitally. I became a part of her team in my sophomore year of high school and we're still best friends. She's going to help me. She's speaking at my event coming in August. And so we've Ooh. become really like, <laughs> I know we've become really like <laughs> lifelong friends. We've actually met in person twice. So it's just been awesome. And just if you can't even find like a friend group, try to just reach out in Facebook groups, try to intern for others and just really immerse yourself with the people that you want to be with and that are going to help inspire your business and do it online if you can't do it in person. Yeah, totally. And uh, I love that you mentioned it as well to reach out to people because obviously it's like super scary. I mean, mm -hmm. like, come on, like kind of everything with business and the, like when you first do it, it's scary, uh, but it's so, so, so important. And just as you, I love, you know, finding like-minded people online. Like I love Facebook groups and all of that fun stuff. And even this podcast is so cool that I get to talk to like you and Aaron and all of those inspirational people. It's like so uplifting. And yes especially if you are from such a small town, like, I mean, same with me, small town person. <laughs> it's, it can be really hard, you know, if you're especially younger and like your friends, they want to like go out for like to party and all they talk about is like relationships and blah. And you think like, oh, well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, totally. Um, so you like, one more question on that have you ever felt like you are kind of outgrowing like old friends you had with like being a youtuber being an entrepreneur you you like grow so much faster than other people I feel like yes um you know sometimes a lot of times I kind of felt like I didn't really fit in with 
my friends at certain times, because just like you said, they may be getting into the typical thing, 18 year old teens may be getting into <laughs> going out partying, getting ready for college. And I'm all about having a fun time. I love hanging out with my friends and family, but also I am ready for so much more. Like I am ready to take a whole Saturday and record podcasts and videos and work on my Instagram. Like I love doing that. It gives me so much energy and passion. And so I definitely felt like I've had to kind of pick and choose my friends, especially this last senior year, because I'm not going to college with any of my friends from my high school. And so I've kind of chosen people to hang out with that are going to be fun, but are also going to better me as a person and aren't kind of stuck in the immature ways, if you will, of a teenage life. And not saying that you know, I'm not immature at some points, but just because I want to, I want to grow. Like you said, I want to grow at that faster rate. Um, I've always been told I've been really mature for my age and I'm really excited for college and to study entrepreneurship and marketing in college because I'm going to be in a classroom, hopefully filled with like-minded um, guys and girls who, you know, what are wanting to start businesses are having questions just like me. And I'm really excited to start making friends that have similar interests as me. Yeah, totally. I love that. And wow, entrepreneurship and marketing, like, sounds like such a good degree. <laughs> just I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my God, will be amazing. Like, I'm studying PR, and we also have a lot of marketing and stuff, and it's so fun. I love it. But oh, anyway. good. <laughs> so, um, you just said that you are, you know, so ready, so driven to, well, guess what? Spend one Saturday not you know, doing the usual teen thing, but, you know, recording podcasts, recording videos. So, you know, I love talking about dreams and goals and vision. And I mean, you like your, um, how do you say that? That slogan, slogan is like dream, believe, mm -hmm. achieve. Yes. <laughs> so, so like, I love it. Um, so I just want to ask you, why do you think is it super important to have goals, visions, dreams and then I was also wondering what's your vision for the next five years or so Ooh, okay I love talking about goals I talk about them a lot on my channel <laughs> and what I preach by like what I've really gotten into the past year or two is being super specific with your goals and writing them down I write my goals at the beginning of every month just for that month I obviously have year-long goals or resolutions but I get super specific and I love new beginnings I love the beginning of a new week of a new day of a new month and I really recommend to just highlight that time and set intentions. And so writing down your goals and being specific with your goals is so important because at the beginning with my YouTube channel, um, for example, I would just be like, okay, I want to reach a hundred subscribers. Okay. I want to reach 5,000 subscribers. And you know, I, I wouldn't take the steps to really map out the steps to get there. I would just be posting videos like, okay, hopefully this works out. Now what I've learned is if you really want to reach your goals at a quicker rate than just kind of waiting around doing the things but not being specific, is if you map out the steps like, okay, I want to get another thousand subscribers in two months and here's what I'm going to do to get there. I'm going to post three times a week now instead of two times a week. I'm going to always promote my videos on Instagram stories and I'm going to collaborate with three new people. Then you're making specific specific goals and you're giving yourself the steps to get there and it's just going to make it that much easier to believe that the goal can come true. And that's really what 
it's all about. So yeah, my slogan, dream, believe, achieve, first off, you know, you got to dream big and make those goals that you think are impossible, write them down, dream big, and then believe in yourself. And I am also a Christian. So I believe that, you know, with God, all things are possible. So I also believe that God can, if it's in his path for me, that he can help me achieve these goals. And so when you dream, believe, then you can achieve these huge goals that you set for yourself. And in five years, I've done a lot of thinking. Um, in five years, I'm hopefully going to be graduated from college now, and I'd like to be living in a semi-big city. I love Nashville, Tennessee, because it's so up and coming, and I'm going to school there, and hopefully I love it enough and can afford to live there after college. <laughs> and what I'm hoping to do by then is still be doing YouTube videos. I want to do a lot of vlogs, a lot of follow me around type of videos, but also inspiration videos like I still do. And I want to be doing a lot more in-person stuff. So I want to start like speaking more at conferences and conventions. I started doing that this year and I loved public speaking. So I want to get definitely more into that, hosting my own events and really just growing, growing my business to be able to right after college, run it as a full-time business. And, you know, maybe I'll work with some other small businesses part-time, but I, my goal for my life is to just constantly be an entrepreneur. I love this lifestyle and yes. <laughs> yes, I, it's so good. I, my dad was, has been an entrepreneur most of his life and at least as long as I've been bored and I've just seen how beneficial it is. It's also so much more work than running a regular nine to five job, but, um, I really love it and I hope I never get burnt out from it. So that would be my goal for the next, next few years of my life. Yeah, I love it. Oh my God, so much motivation right now. Like I could, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> just like, mm. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And like, honestly, oh, I like I feel so, so, so inspired by your drive and your passion. And I also love how you want to go more into public speaking because I mean, I can tell right now on the podcast, you're awesome at speaking. And I know that you know, speaking is something maybe a lot of people want to do, but of course, like limiting beliefs and, ah, oh, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. So I love how you are going uh, after that. And honestly, you, I know you're, you're going to be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It definitely is scary because unlike YouTube videos that I've been doing for so long, you know, it's live and it's even more intimidating than a live stream because you can see the people's faces, the yes. reactions. Oh my but, God. I'm really excited to challenge myself with that. Yes, I can't wait. I also can't wait for all of your uh, college videos and stuff. <gasps> yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> all right, so we talked a lot about student entrepreneurship now, which was awesome. I could talk about it for hours, but like before we talk about it for hours, let's move on. <laughs> so YouTube is like, the biggest part of your journey, I think, because like, it's probably like why everything came how it came. Right. So, you know, we are both like loving YouTube, right. It's, it's the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I would basically love to know your take on why student entrepreneurs or anyone who wants to start a business when they're still younger or just generally any girl bosses, why they should consider starting a YouTube channel for their business. So I think Erin May Henry mentioned this in her interview with you, actually, and I was listening to it and I couldn't agree more. It is so true. And that is to have a successful business, you also have to show 
you know, a little bit of yourself and you have to have that audience. And so what was beneficial to me is maybe I did this a little bit backwards than most entrepreneurs, most entrepreneurs, maybe start their business and then work on their social media, growing their audience to go find their business. I started, since I started with YouTube, a social media, I started with social media and just grew this really loyal audience. We have over 140,000 now, which is insane. It's insane. Um, it really <laughs> it's is. Insane. I don't know why. I don't know why people follow like an 18 year old growing up in the South. Like, I don't know. But um, anyway, so I started with this audience and then I created my business. And then that was what helped launch my success for my business was because they already trusted me because I had grew this audience. And so when I was like, yeah, guys, this is my business now. If you want help with YouTube, let me know. Here's what I can offer. And I had some, such a great reaction to that. And so if you maybe are selling bracelets or even if you are just like making or you have an online boutique, whatever it is you're doing, even if it's product or service based, having that YouTube channel to show a more personal side because videos are so vulnerable and I'm talking to all these bloggers at events and they're like, Oh my goodness, I got the picture thing down, Hannah, but you're all into video and that scares me so much. Like it's so intimidating. And I'm like, what? You just sit down and talk, but it it really is so vulnerable. And if you can show that vulnerability side to you in your videos, maybe give them some extra value on your YouTube for free, then they are going to trust you by seeing that free content, that vulnerability, and then they're gonna trust you to go buy your products. And so if you, are, if you have a business and you aren't showing yourself in that business, then your audience is gonna lose that personal connection, that personal touch. And so try to post pictures of yourself, not just your products on your store Instagram and your store Facebook. Try to make videos about you know, your life, like vlog style or behind the scenes of you setting up your business instead of just making videos about your products. Because like I said, when you have that vulnerability, that connection, then people will trust your products. Yes, totally. Like the, the the vulnerability part (laughs) of things. It's so true. Like, because you are so vulnerable on video, of course, it's hard for you because you have all of those fears. Like Jesus, like now that I'm like here on video, like what if like people judge me and you know, the usual, what we tell ourselves, but because of that, you are so like, like people like video is just a format that it's the most authentic like you can't hide really on video I mean of course like makeup and filters and blah but you are still the most real version on video Mm -hmm. so I, I totally agree with you and yeah basically the next uh thing I would love to know now that my listeners know why they should start a YouTube. I mean, hopefully after all of my millions of episodes where I'm saying start a YouTube channel, (laughs) people know now why, (laughs) but Hannah, what is your best advice for anyone who wants to start a YouTube channel now in 2018? Because I mean, we know that you started so many years ago, but you know, there's this common theme, this common thought that People say, ah, there's too much competition. Like no one will, you know, see me, blah. So what's your best advice on how to stand out now in 2018? So uh, if I'm being completely honest, my heart goes out to those people who want to start a YouTube channel and they've started it in 2018, 2017. And and they're realizing it's really hard to grow because I'm not in that situation. I did start years ago. I was young, so I don't know if I had the credibility that if I started when I was 18, 
if more people maybe would have subscribed to me then. But um, I did start, you know, in 2010 where YouTube was a pretty new thing. And so my heart goes out to you because there maybe is a bit of a challenge, but it is still so doable because you just mentioned this in your last podcast. And again, I, I'm, I, I could not agree more. It's so <laughs> Um, and it's the fact that there will always be room for more creators. I mean, think about it. Think how many fast food chains there are. If McDonald's was, or Burger King or Subway was like, oh no, there's too many fast food chains. I think we'll, we'll just not go forward with this, this idea. Think of how many million dollar ideas, literally million dollar ideas would just go down the drain if people thought that the space in the food industry was too crowded or in the boutique industry was too crowded. And the same thing with that goes with the YouTube industry because like how you mentioned Laura everyone has something that makes them unique and once you finally tap into what that is and what people are yearning for and looking for online but aren't finding and if you can offer that then you're gonna create an audience that is loyal and it's gonna follow you and it does take some time to kind of figure that out mine has changed over the years you know starting with the dolls going into makeup and fashion for you know preteens and then right now i've really found the niche that has stuck for me which is teen entrepreneurship being 18 being a youtuber and running a business that's really stuck for me um but if you can find what your uniqueness is those quirks that you have that you may you know try to hide on social media try to bring those out because if you look at these big youtubers you can specifically point out the quirks that they highlight themselves in their videos whether it's talking really fast whether you know it's cussing a lot or whether it's being really clumsy awful at cooking you know all these big youtubers highlight those quirks and that's what makes them so unique and what makes people love to watch them and then once you kind of figure that out the biggest tip more analytically that I can recommend is just consistency and it takes a while to build that audience you just have to be consistent posting every week making sure your content is up to the quality that you want and posting on social media to help but just being consistent with your colors with your editing style and with your video schedule is really going to uh, benefit you in the long run because the more content you have out there the easier it is for people to find that content so it is very hard to, when you're starting out. Even when I started my podcast, I obviously didn't have the viewership, but I just kept posting those episodes. And, you know, eventually people will start coming and people will start figuring it out. And it may be slow, it may be fast, but you just have to be consistent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just um, recorded a podcast episode, actually, and I, I talked about how, you know, in the beginning, there's this weird starting phase where you're basically talking to yourself. <laughs> And it doesn't matter whether it's like a YouTube channel or a podcast or a Facebook group, like everyone starts out talking to like one person, like to their mom, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, of course there are like exceptions of people who post like one video, they go viral, but obviously that's not everyone. Right. So what yeah. you said, consistency, like I preach it all the time as well. Like you just have to keep showing up in order to also create that content library, which will make people subscribe to you. Because if you only have like one video, then why should I subscribe, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I also loved how you mentioned the like unique quirks because that's, oh, that is so, so true. And I actually think it's so fascinating to like consciously watch big YouTubers and think, oh my gosh, that's something they always like, do like I love to call those things like brand accessories 
I love that. Yes, like for example, uh, like huge vlogger like Alicia Marie, right? Um, mm. She like, for example, like her dog, right? It's like, it's it's part of her brand or like how she vlogs or like little like songs and, and her friend group and all of those mm. things, like really finding you, like normal things in your everyday life that you think oh, it's so normal for me but showing that and really making that part of your brand. It's so powerful. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and also, uh, it's absolutely true that obviously now there are more people on YouTube. Um, but what I also think is like when people say, oh, it's too crowded, it's too crowded. Like people said that maybe, I don't know, three years ago and mm-hmm. people still started their channels and are still growing. So... I feel like that's also such an excuse for so many people. So we just, we just have to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there's always going to be problems that arise with new technology, with changes in the world. And so YouTube is such a great platform that people go to to find solutions to those problems. You know, YouTube started out, you know, maybe like people wanted to laugh. And so they'd watch funny cat videos. Like their problem was they wanted something funny to watch. Um, or, you know, a lot of people go to YouTube for how to fix a faucet, how to use this new computer. And so there's always going to be problems that people need solutions to. And if you can answer a solution to a problem that enough people are asking, then you, you're golden and, you know, your YouTube is going to have value. And yeah, that's how you can grow an audience no matter how many YouTubers there are. Yeah, I totally love that. Like, that's so true. Like maybe a few years ago, YouTube had a completely different, um, I don't, I don't know the word, but people looked at YouTube in a different way. Now YouTube is part of so many people's lives. So we do have, you know, maybe a higher chance to be part of people's lives today because it's a bigger part of people's lives than it was like a few years ago and people look at it differently. So that's so true as well. Um, so, I mean, you now have this huge YouTube channel, awesome following business, which is awesome. But a question that I really love to ask, like it's, it's like my favorite question. If you woke up tomorrow <laughs> and you had to start all over again with building your whole influence, everything would be gone. What would the first steps be? Oh, uh, this is such an intimidating question, but okay. I love it too. <laughs> um, I wish at the beginning, I really got my branding down. Starting so young, I had no clue what the word branding meant. I was just posting videos that I loved, which, you know, is awesome. But I feel like what separates amateur YouTubers from more advanced YouTubers is having that branding. And so this is what I go through in my course. Now my branding is gold, blue, light blue, and um, white. And so now when I use when I edit my videos, I always use those colors. When I edit my videos, I'm always adding the same text, but I always add that text to my thumbnails too. And it just adds to that consistency. And so I'd start by selecting my color scheme and my fonts right away off the bat. Of course, they may change as your style changes, but at least getting something consistent down because I used to use blue fonts, red fonts, yellow fonts, you know, crazy transitions, simple transitions. My editing was all over the place starting out, but I would really get down that consistency. And then I would cater my videos. I would start with more popular videos. When I was starting out, I was like, okay, um, I found this really cool pen that I like. Let me make a video about this. And honestly, when you're starting a YouTube channel, you want to make videos that people are 
searching for. So like morning routines, hauls, if you're in like that lifestyle category, or if you're in like a makeup category, find the product that everyone is talking about, you know, spend the $40 on that foundation to make a review about it. Because if people are interested in it, interested in it and searching for it, then it's more likely they are going to come across your video. And then once you build that audience, you can kind of reach out and do the more creative videos. But I would recommend if I had to start my YouTube channel over tomorrow is consistency in branding and then make some popular videos and really understand the YouTube algorithm because learning how to tag title, what to put in your description box, learning the YouTube algorithm is also something that so many beginning YouTubers don't understand. And that's going to help you get those views right off the bat. So those are the three things I would focus on. Yes, absolutely. Totally agree. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like, you know, people think that, or like, I don't know if this is common, if it's just me that like has realized that, but I feel like people don't actually, when they think of YouTube, they don't think of branding immediately. Although the branding, as you said, it's so important because YouTube is such a visual platform, of course, because mm -hmm. it is video and people do watch it um, over a podcast, for example, because of the visual element. So branding is extremely extremely important and I love that you have that as part of your course so can you tell us a bit more about your course yes so my four-week e-course is launching this Friday it's currently June 5th so it's coming out later this week and it is gonna go through everything from branding how to create eye-catching thumbnails and titles you know goes through the YouTube algorithm, how to title tag, what to put in the description boxes, how I got my girl boss video to go viral, you know, kind of like the insights of how to get a viral video. Also it goes through content creation, how to film, even with an iPhone and edit, even on just iMovie, you know, a free platform. And so I basically am taking the beginning stages of YouTube and all the things I've learned over the past five to eight years of running a YouTube channel and I put it into just a four week course to launching and sustaining a successful channel. And so if you guys are interested more in this course, I am so excited for the launch. You can go to hannahashton.com slash course. And it is all run through teachable.com, which is an amazing platform. You can go there. You can go to my social media. I'm on Instagram at miss Hannah Ashton. And yes, I'm just so excited for this because I get asked questions daily on my YouTube channel. Hannah, how do you do this? Hannah, how did you grow your following? Hannah, how do you create videos? How do you have a video presence? And, and instead of, you know, responding to these every day, I just decided to make a course and have all the answers in there. So I'm very excited for it. Yes, that sounds so, so so amazing. And I will link everything in the show notes. So awesome. honestly, like if you guys want to finally start at YouTube, if we finally convinced you to do it, <laughs> then this course, like, please, even if you're a student entrepreneur, like why not support each other and student entrepreneur bonding, you know, <laughs> so yes. I'd love to meet you all. Yes. No, so exciting. And also, by the way, Teachable is a great platform for online courses. So if you as a student entrepreneur ever wanted to create an online course as well, I can highly recommend Teachable. It's like really easy, isn't it? Yes, it was great. I love it. My course includes images, video, audio, and text. So you can yeah. do literally everything. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so easy. Like, and it's, I mean, um, you can get like the 
um, like a paid one, but if you only want the basic features, it's even free. So that's cool about um, Teachable actually. Um, but yeah, so beside your course, your Instagram, obviously your YouTube, do you have any other places where we can find you or is that like your main hub? <laughs> Yeah, my main things are my YouTube, Hannah Ashton, Instagram, and then my website, hannahashton.com. Awesome, awesome. Everything will be linked in um, the show notes. So thanks so much for being on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Laura. I could talk about these questions you asked and talk about that, these aspects we talked about like all day. So this was so fun. Thank you so much to Hannah for being on my podcast. It was a blast. Honestly, so much inspiration, so much love to Hannah. And please, if you loved this episode as well, then send love to Hannah. Head over to her Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, check out her course. And if it's for you, honestly, why not take the leap? We talked about it in the episode. Why not take the leap and invest in yourself, right? Because you have so much potential and a YouTube channel, honestly, if it's what you want to do, then do it because it's the most fun journey. And I mean, you saw from, from Hannah how much it brought to her life. And yeah, thanks so, so much for listening to this episode. And you are here from me on the next episode on the Digital Diamonds podcast.